Blog Talk Radio. Pandora Rose is not able to host today, so I am doing it for her. And today we have a very special treat. We will be doing another customizer interview. And I am about to call that person right now. Let's see if I can get a hold of her. I'm just going to try to call. see here. All right, let's see. Now that is that is our guest call-in number. Let me try this again. For those of you who can't see, there's a lot of technical stuff going on. Let's see if this worked. Hello? Hello. Is this Tammy Street? Yes, ma'am, it is. Hi, this is Nikki Sukinoko with My Little Pony Talk. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Pandora told me that we were interviewing you today. Yes, ma'am. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to do this. Let's hear that one more time. Needless to say, I get all sorts of little buttons that I mm-hmm. love to press. Well, that so. Is awesome. Tammy, tell us who might our listeners know you as on DeviantArt or on any of the pony forums. Well, on the arena, I'm known as Ponies Yeah, and everywhere else on the net, I am Tamisery. And uh, so I'm sure many of our listeners know know your name. I am um, a big fan of your work myself. One of my favorite pieces that you've ever done 
What is the black dahlia? Oh, thank you. In fact, I have that saved in my favorites on uh, Deviant Art. Um, I go back and look at it quite a bit. It is just so masterfully done. Oh, so thank it, you it very is, much. Yeah, so it is a big honor to have you here. And uh, aside from custom ponies, you do other artists as well, right? Yes, ma'am. I um, tell us a little bit about uh, about what you do. Uh, primarily, I would consider myself an illustrator, uh, though recently, in the last uh, couple of years, I've been getting more and more interested in painting, and I would like to, I would love to become a gallery artist, but uh, I'm not sure, you know, how how that will ever pan out. As someone who has seen your work, um, I, I'm sure you could do it. Come to Portland. We, we're, we're great for stuff like that. I, we do watch Portlandia, so I absolutely believe that. Yeah, Portlandia is, uh, it's funny, even to those of us who live here in Portlandia, um, only because we do know people who put birds on things and call it art, and yeah, it's, we do it's, know people uh, who are making jewelry now. Absolutely. It's one of those things where you can try to make fun of it, but the more you try to make fun of it, the more you're actually just telling the truth. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that picture that goes around on the Internet sometimes of Darth Vader playing bagpipes riding a unicycle. Yes, I might That's have seen Portland. that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that guy lives in Portland. He has a few other. He's a, I think he's also been a stormtrooper. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure that if you set up a gallery in Portland, it would take off. Just say. Uh, who knows? I'm 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 thinking about it. I'm learning about it, and we'll see what happens in the coming years. So now, um, as far as uh, doing custom ponies, mm -hmm. uh, I understand you don't do a lot of custom ponies anymore, but you've done several notable ones, such as the Black Dahlia. Mhm. Mm yeah, I've, and I'm I'm gearing up to retire one more time because it's just, to be honest, sadly honest, it's not quite as fun as it once was. I'm I'm burning out on it, as it just takes me way too long to produce any single custom. Well, that's true. A well-made custom is not something that just happens overnight. Um, a lot of people who think about buying customs for the first time end up being very surprised how much customs cost because they don't realize how much work goes into making even the simplest custom, mm -hmm. let alone something over the top and exquisite. Absolutely, and it's it's uh, well it's it's part of the. Uh I'd have to say it's part of the, the American frame of mind, too, is that we focus more on uh, monetary value rather than than uh, uh, quality. We go after the price rather than something that's built to last. Yep. It's very true. It is 
very true. I'm a mother for the first time, and oh, it's going to be our... Uh-oh, I'm not hearing anything. I think I've been lost. Well, perhaps you can hear me, but I can't hear you, so I'm going to hang up the phone and allow you to call back. Hey, guys, you there? Oh, no, I, am I the only one on the air? Sorry about that. Um. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, who, who do we have on right now? I just lost someone. Well, you've got me, Summer Blades here. Uh, you lost okay. your interviewee. Okay, um, I will call her back. Okay. Uh, yeah, she she couldn't hear you, so she said she was going to hang up and allow you to call her back. We're back in the game? I yes. think so. Hello? Okay. All right. All right, here we all are. Cool. Sorry, I have the Sprint Network, and I don't know what's been going on with them the last couple of weeks, but I am this close to throwing a tantrum. <laughs> oh, no. I swear. This close. Oh, um, I hear a second voice now. Hi, I'm Summerblade, yes. the other co-host. I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, I'm Summerblade, the other, the other co-host. Oh, okay, I did not hear you before. Yeah, I, I was yeah, on mute. Uh, yeah, she had called in while I was in the middle of talking to you, and before I could switch her over, my call dropped. And oh. So... Now if my call drops, you'll at least have somewhere to talk to until I call back in again. Okay, cool. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Okay. So, yes, as I was saying, yes, as a new parent, I coming upon my first Christmas with my child, I am now faced with the task of finding quality toys mm. and justifying to the people I know why I'm willing to spend more on a quality toy rather than a cheap throwaway toy. Right. Well, congratulations. And uh, how old is uh, your child? She is going to be five months on November 5th. Oh, man. Congratulations. I miss it so much. Oh, thanks. It is an amazing adventure. Yeah, I'm I'm in uh, full-blown toddlerhood now. He's almost 2. And it's man, do I miss that little that little sack of human that would stay where I put him. <laughs> uh, I love the toddler phase though. <laughs> well, it's my first time, so it's perilous and interesting and hysterical all in one. Well, yeah. But I love watching them get into mischief and <laughs> Maybe it's a little schadenfreude on my part, but I love watching them, like, gingerly make their way towards a light socket, and you have to run after them and keep them from sticking something in there. Yeah, absolutely. Everything they do, they're trying to kill themselves, and it's our job <laughs> to stop them. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's because they don't know, they don't know what peril is yet. 
No, no. And, there, and, of course, there are times where I just want to duct tape my child to the wall and just, you know, sit down and watch Dr. Phil for an hour. But, you know, <laughs> phones will be, phones will ring and it won't be good. Oh, gracious. <laughs> well, and, of course, then there's always that rite of passage where you turn your back for a second and the next thing you know they're on the phone making a phone call to the fire station the police oh, yeah. non-emergency number, your oh, mother-in-law. Yeah, my... You don't know how they got the number. My kids texted tons of people on my contacts list. That's true. I, I imagine just... cell phones make that whole rite of passage thing even easier. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, now that I've got a, a, a good groove on this, I'm just waiting for him to become a teen and just be a total douchebag and be like, God, Mom. See, I'm okay with that because it's so much easier to be mad at a teenager. You never feel bad about being mad at a teenager. Yeah, true. <laughs> you get frustrated with a little baby, you just feel like a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, but believe me, I've got his eBay auction page all written up and ready to go the next time he ticks me off. He's going to auction off the baby. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's... He's been lightly used. I mean, I can't. I can't say he's no. mint in box anymore because he's been removed clearly. <laughs> but I, I think he's over here already already placing bids, and I'm trying to discourage him. <laughs> <laughs> we have. I think I like it quite home. a bit for mine. She's adorable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We we made a pretty cute one too. <clears throat> And, you know, I'm told there are some states that still haven't outlawed the sale of children. Really? <laughs> I'm sure it's southern states. I state, can neither confirm nor deny this since I've never actually been to said states, so I won't mention which ones I've heard they are, because it's okay, probably a rumor. We can take a guess. It's, it's probably a rumor. I will say it's a southern state. Exactly. <clears throat> but, yes, so... Um, what ha what has it been like for you as being both a mother and trying to be an artist and get work done? Uh, well, before I answer that, let me let me clarify something for myself so I I know exactly how much to police myself. Is this live? Is there a bleep time? Should a and what kind of whooping would you get if I you know accidentally swore a little? Um. It is live. We don't actually have a thing that bleeps over swears. <laughs> but if you catch yourself and apologize quickly, I don't think you'll get in too much trouble. Okay. But we would we just that you try your very, very hardest to catch yourself. Yes, I, uh, I'll certainly be monitoring myself, but I will warn that I don't have much of a filter, but I'll, I'll, I'll try. So it's just a warning to everyone, including you guys. <clears throat> I'm a horrible okay. person. <laughs> okay. No, we yeah, all push sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, the question was, oh yeah, motherhood and artistry. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know when I when I was pregnant. And I knew the the uh, oncoming doom to my personal time. 
I I thought to myself, now is the time to buckle down and build the best work ethic ever and get everything done you ever wanted to. And I squandered those nine months. Oh, did I squander it. I did nothing but sleep. It was great. But, uh... <laughs> but okay, now... That's just me. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, especially those, those first three months and the last three, gee whiz. Best naps I ever had in my life. But, um... Now that my time is severely cut back because uh, I work from home and so does my husband, so it's 24-7 Boogs time. And, and when I say Boogs, I'm referring to my son, and it's short for Booger. We just call him the Boogs. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. I, so I take most, it he's earned that nickname somehow. He's earned a lot of nicknames. <laughs> most I can't say, but he's got a, he's got a good list. But, yeah, now that my work time is basically two to three hours a night, it honestly has been the the best discipline i've I've ever had when I had free time i would that was I didn't really care because I had infinite time and it didn't matter. I could go look at the internet and work a little here or there. And it was never important. But now that my time is so precious, I get more done now than ever in my previous years. That is awesome to know that it's possible. It is possible. And partially uh, I say don't be afraid. When you find out you're going to have a kid, be a uh, be mindful that you are going to lose all your time. You're going to lose all your time, and you will be frustrated, and you will be angry, and maybe even a little forlorn, especially if you were really addicted to having your own time. But if you if you know how to really streamline your process, you can you can make the best of it with even two to three hours. But things Good will still take forever to do. Yes. So when you first got into customizing ponies to get us back onto the topic of ponies. Yeah, sorry. Um Oh no no, that's uh that is that is my little pony talk is infinite bunny trails. And okay. it is my it is my self appointed duty to try and get us back on the main path. Okay, I dig you. So uh, what got you into customizing ponies when you first started? Gosh. Um, <clears throat> customizing probably happened a very short time after rediscovering ponies in my adulthood. You know, they were something I'd completely forgotten about and written off to the, the whimsies of childhood. And then thanks to the Internet, I, I found a couple for sale. I'm like, oh, heck. I used to have them. I want them again. Mine. <clears throat> and then uh, just searching around for other ponies, I ran across uh, my very first custom or you know, that I saw, and I believe it was by Winged Fantasy. I think it might have been a very simple, but one of those uh, so simple it's elegant and beautiful customs. I think she was really oh, yeah. And then... Shortly after that, I found Woozy, and that was it. I had to try. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, who who doesn't like Woozy? I am in awe of Woozy's wings. For serious. She she was uh, she was the first one I saw ever sculpt on a pony, and that's when I, you know, I found Avis epoxy sculpts and clays was all thanks to her. So while Wing Fantasy brought to light the very idea of customizing a pony, it was certainly Woozy that, that really kicked it off for me. Gotcha. Well, well, props to Woozy, because I love many of your custom ponies. <laughs> Absolutely. And and uh, I know you've mentioned that you're planning to retire from customizing ponies um, again, but for the moment, what have been, in recent years, your favorite poses to use while customizing? Um. Uh, that's that's tricky because I don't know the uh, the community names for most of these poses. I know, of course, the diva pose. Everybody loves the diva pose. And that that's such an animated, uh, cute and sassy pose to use. It's just fun. But uh, I I I uh, I'd have to say that it's the uh, the theme of the custom that dictates the pose for me a lot of the time. <clears throat> but also, uh, in addition to the diva pose, my uh, second favorite would be, I'm just going to describe it as the crystal lace pose or the periwinkle pose, if people can... Oh, yeah. Yeah, head over yeah, to I the Strawberry Reef. Yeah. Uh, the, the Strawberry Reef uh, resource guide has been just a gem for me. I probably single-handedly give that site hundreds of hits a month. <laughs> it is definitely one of the sites in my bookmarks as well mm-hmm. because I can when, when we're describing like the the ponies that Hasbro has made I can say and this pony is in this pose and I'm totally referencing Strawberry Reef the whole way when I do that <laughs> I do not by any stretch of the imagination have them memorized yeah absolutely me either it's, it's I cannot even describe the value of that site for me. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when you're going through to list um, with all the G3s, if you're listing any of them for sale, because I can't for the life of me remember any of the names of the G3 ponies. Oh, sure, yeah. I, I pull it up, too, if I'm hunting for one to buy or trying to look something up. Again, it's that site I'll go to. Also, that they have the, the poses all classified by color. That's a godsend. Oh, that is my favorite feature. Not going to lie. <laughs> In fact, I've, I'm trying to find a nice light yellow one for my next uh, commission order. Uh, someone has ordered a uh, a Brian Froud fairy to be done. Oh. Yeah, Her name so, isn't Sarah, is it? Uh, say it again? Her name isn't Sarah, is it? I wonder. Um, I don't believe so. That does not sound familiar to me. Okay, because my sister is absolutely obsessed with Brian Froud, and she just recently, even though I've been customizing ponies for years, decided that she likes custom ponies. Huh. <laughs> so I was just wondering if my sissy boo <laughs> well, had me, tracked you me, down. Let me see here. It 
Uh, it was, uh, and I hope she doesn't mind my saying her name. I have, you know, no problem telling who my commissioners are. It was Assassin Kitty. Mm. So you will you will see a, a uh, work in love progress it. thread for her next. Awesome. I love Assassin Kitty. Sweet, she sweet person. Mm-hmm. Adore her. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that I've been, like, on the boards heavily communicating with people. Totally sorry on that, guys. But at least you can hear me here on Pony Talk. Um, but yeah, so when you say you're going to retire, retire, would you, are you still going to be open for the random commission if it sounds interesting, or are you just swearing off ponies altogether? Uh. I believe it will be, it's the commissions I'm retiring from. Uh, and it was a it was a difficult decision, but I'm just way too slow. And it's it's not fair to the person who's paying me all this money and, and waiting uh, for so long. The, the Marie Antoinette pony, I realized when I went back, it took me a year to finish that. And that's just, that's unforgivable to me that that poor person had to wait so, so long. And God bless all my commissioners that they have this this unfounded, this deep well of patience. But I will be uh, retiring from commissions. If you see customs for me, it will be of my own design. You know, I have heard a lot of people say that that, that because um, – they feel the same way. It takes so long, and they don't want people to have to to wait that long. It is not an uncommon um, thing. And I'm actually looking at Marie Antoinette, My Little Pony, and oh my gosh, the detail you put on her <laughs> is... I mean... And I know you think it's not fair to your commissioner, but I have to tell you, if I had paid for a, for a custom pony from you and it took a year and this is what I got, I would have no problem with the fact that it took a year. I'm just saying that now. <laughs> it is a true work of art. I mean, I mean, I know lots of people, you know, do customizing now, and, and they put their their heart into it. But there are certain pieces that just truly shine, and this is one of them. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. Okay, for anybody who wants to look at the, at the ponies um, that we're talking about, you can find Temissary's work at Temissary, that's T-A-M, I-S-E-R-Y dot deviantart dot com. And I know because I've been following her for years. <laughs> oh, really? Many, many years now. I, I joined the pony community in 2009. And I've wow. been following you on DeviantArt, I think, at least that long. Wow. So. Wow, thank you. Well, you, you, it just, you do work that I want to go back and look at over and over and over again. And it's, it's great when there's an artist that, like, you can follow them on DeviantArt and 
you just want to go back and look at their work over and over again. Yeah, but in all all the years that you've been watching, I have produced so little, haven't I? But when, but I look forward to what you produce because when I see a new one, so gorgeous and detailed, and you can tell that like, you know, not, you didn't cut corners, you didn't think, well, I'll just do this real quick and no one's going to notice. You put, you put so much work into your work and, and it shows. I mean, I don't have to, even if you told me that, even if you hadn't told me that this took a year, it would take me at least that long to even, like, I, I couldn't imagine doing this in that short of a time. That short of a time. It's because of how much detail there is. It's really, truly. Oh, if if I, I mean, have any kind of OCD, it is for detail. And that is that is what I love about your work. I mean, the tail, the tail on the pony. Sorry, I'm going to have a little fangirl moment. Ah, I love that tail. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it is just, I just added it to my favorites. <laughs> oh, well, then maybe I can uh, see who you are on DA. Let's see. And uh, I'm, I'm also on Facebook, which is uh, upkept a little, only slightly more thoroughly than DA. So there, there might yeah. even be things on there that aren't on my DA. I, I actually, I, I have liked your page on Facebook. Oh, good, good. Yes. <clears throat> I was just there. Huh. Yeah, the the uh, latest image I I uploaded. The more I look at it, the more I I uh, I feel I'm gonna have to give it another try, that I missed my mark. Now, why do you oh, say that? I'm sorry? No, oh, why do you say you, you sort of missed your mark on it? Uh, well, if you, um, and it might be easier if you guys pull it up too, but if you look at it, the more I, and my husband, uh, he reaffirmed this for me, so so I'm, I'm positive that I, I have, that I have the correct thought about this. The more we both looked at it, uh, the more we felt that it stood stronger without the uh, the lady figure. That, and I'm, I'm actually in the process of recropping it to make it an eight by ten print of just the uh, the unicorns, the flowers, and the mass of hair. Okay, I might have to pull this up real quick. Well, I will say that, like, if the lady wasn't in the picture, mm-hmm. it would it really on its look own like well. it, it does, and it would it would really look like unicorns and flowers and water and just a whole natural movement, or perhaps wind. Like with the lady there, it's obviously hair. Well, yeah, yeah, that does. 
it does change the narrative of the picture. Because, uh, yeah, without the lady, then the uh, the hair is, is just abstract mass or a flowing mass. But with but the lady, um, I did have such a struggle with the composition, and it went through, through many uh, forms, all similar, because I, I have such a hard time with change. Um, that in the end... You can crop it either way, and it stands, each side will stand on its own, but put it together, and it almost feels as though the, the lady is an afterthought. And nine times out of ten, if you, have, if you have to ask yourself while you're making a picture or drawing a painting, if you have to ask yourself if some aspect or detail is needed, do I really need this? Nine times out of ten, the answer is no. If you have to ask, then you don't. But while I first yeah. designed it with the lady and the unicorns all as one, now I'm asking myself, is she really needed? No, in fact, it it it, it does. I can see now how you how how you think of the afterthought thing because when you look at the lady, her hair is laying down and it's very stationary. Mm. But when you yeah, look at the unicorn, yeah, well. But I mean, like, it's not particularly, like, upflowing. But when you look at the unicorns and the hair, all of it is very upflowing and growing and moving skyward. Mm-hmm. So, so it goes I think, from... Um, while this iteration of the image is complete and I've done everything I want to do in it and said what I wanted to say with this particular design of it, uh in the incoming years, I will probably return to the subject and try one more time to make it uh, more of a cohesive thought. It is beautiful, though. I mean, Thank it you. is a true work of art in its own right. Yeah, thank and you. Oh, I, I, must... I have. To, if you guys don't mind, I I have to uh, say a huge thank you to uh, Diana. Who helped me a great deal on this image? Uh, she's also oh, on the. We uh, don't the mind platform. at all. Huh? We don't mind at all. Because yeah, she, uh, her, she and I have have become uh, very close friends, and we turn to each other a lot for artistic um, back and forth. And she helped me a great deal on this image, so I just want to say a big thank you to her, and I cherish her friendship, and will continue to use her, use her mercilessly. <laughs> well, I will say I have a great amount of admiration for the feet on your lady, though. <laughs> you know, only in recent years have I, I finally figured out figured how to draw these feet. Yeah, because I have to say that I have been trying to draw somebody in a pose where they're standing up on their toes like that mm-hmm. in a crouched position. I cannot for the life of me get those bloody feet. I can do hands like no tomorrow. Feet? Really? Essentially uh, well, the same thing with I'm a sorry? different amount of webbing, and I can't do it. It's, uh, you have to figure out the balance. You have to figure out where the, and, and uh, you know what, before I even get into that and make it sound like I just pulled it out of my talks, no problem, it is a referenced pose. But in uh, working with the picture, the reference, it taught me uh, that you you have to work out the weight, where it places on the foot, and make the angle of the foot, like the heel is pointed back slightly, 
because it is carrying all the weight. So the, it's the weight of her body down on the foot that's forcing the heel back. And then the toes, I will be I will be prideful and say that those toes, I did pull out of my tox because I could not see the toes on the photo. They were immersed in water. So the, the toes, uh, when someone is crouching, you have to uh, scrunch them up like they are grabbing onto the floor because they are. They are grabbing the floor for balance. Well, it is, it is fantastic, and I, I can only dream of one day drawing such wonderful feet. <laughs> uh, scribble. Scribble now, scribble tomorrow, scribble all the time. That's true. That is how I got so good at hands. Mm-hmm. I used to have Absolutely. a call center job. And I drew my own, my own hands all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. I'll hold a hand up and try to give it a draw. But I, hands are definitely uh, one of the hardest things to draw in the human body, and it's something I still need loads of work with. And uh, Summer Blade had to step uh, away from the studio for a few minutes, but she'll call back in in a bit. Ah, okay. In, in case you wondered why all of a sudden it sounded unusually quiet. <laughs> I, I do worry that I am that I'm allowing too much gap in you know, while talking. Oh, do not worry about that. We uh because we're in different places when we're recording this, there is a certain degree of clumsiness when it comes to conversation. Sometimes we run over each other Sometimes there's awkward pauses where we're trying to figure out who's about to speak. <laughs> so do not worry about it. It's all part of pony talk. Okay. It really and is. And also there appears to be uh, just phone line lag too, right, or digital lag. Yes, a little bit. Okay. Um, when... Sorry, I almost fell in my seat. When I'm recording Pony Talk, I turn the sound all the way down on my computer because otherwise I can hear the echo of it all. Right. And yeah, it makes me a little confused. Well, yeah, I heard myself a couple times. I'm like, no, that's my voice. No, I can hear myself. Ugh. <laughs> Well, welcome back, Summer. Yeah, sorry about that. My dad called. I had to um, take that real quick. Oh, I hope you said God, Dad. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Uh, he's bringing food over for the the parrots. So, aw, aw. <laughs> yes, that's the first thing I have to children right now are the little gray feathered ones. Oh, uh, how. Uh, how loudly do they squawk? Because I've heard a couple of gray parrot screams that made my ears bleed. Oh, yeah, they squawk. Um, but it's it's strange because people that come into my house go, aren't they noisy? Don't they bother you? And I'm like, no, I, I tuned them out. <laughs> I've had one for 15 years, and uh, I'm sort of used to it. Um, and the other one I'm just babysitting right now. Hmm. So, you know, one squawk is like any other squawk. 
talk, you just sort of get used to it. You know, it's like when a baby screams at the top of its lungs. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we know that. Yes. Well, and, and, and parrots, um, like I have a, I know someone who has an African gray parrot, and it is an amazingly quiet bird for an African gray parrot, <laughs> mostly because um, she has the cages near a, like a water system, a water filtration and dispensary system. Mm-hmm. And so the parrots have started mimicking the sounds of the water. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, that's actually the kind of parrot I have, too. I have an African gray, and he used to have a fish tank next to his cage. So he gurgles just like a fish tank. <laughs> awesome. They they pick up any and all sounds that they want to because um, I used to live on a hill also, and uh, trucks would pass by my house, and they would downshift. And he makes the sound of a truck downshifting. <laughs> that is awesome. And a myriad of other strange noises that you wouldn't think a bird could make. Right. <laughs> well, he meows at other birds and doesn't understand why he doesn't have friends. <laughs> well, so you mentioned that um, Woozy was the person who really kicked off your your pony customizing. Do you remember what the first custom pony you made was? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, it was um, it was such a a horrible decision. The uh, the base I chose it was a so soft shady first generation. I I had decided to uh, deflock her because she was stained and and looked like she just had street tar on her and it was awful. So my very first custom involved deflocking, and it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I, I was a part of the um, the trading post at the time. That was my first um, pony community, and it was there that I figured I found out how to get rid of the flock with you know nail polish remover and acetone. And it was still just such a horrible, long, exhausting process. I remember my mom just yelling at me because she'd asked me how much I was going to charge for it, and I told her thirty five, and she. Said thirty five for all that work. Yes, mother. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I tried to defloss too, and um, I think I gave up halfway through. And those ponies are still sitting in my bait box. Oh, oh, I got her. Oh, she was nude, and I was so happy about it too. I was just I slammed her on the ground. I was like, you ticked it. You're nude now. Now I can do whatever I want to you. <laughs> so do you, do, do you still have her to uh, revel in your triumph over the deflocking process? Oh no, that bitch is gone. I'm excuse me, sorry, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> excuse me, that excuse was me. funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, she she sold uh, relatively quickly, so I got rid of her quick, thankfully. But uh, yeah, she 
I, in fact, I, if you go on the arena, go under my name and look at posts, you might, just might find a, uh, a thread where I posted a picture of her. I don't know how deep, how long ago, it's, it might be lost to the, you know, the, the rabbit hole of the arena. I can't even remember what I called her now. Let's see, let me... I haven't pulled up the arena in forever. Ha! Google's like, I don't remember you going to MLP arena. What are you talking about? <laughs> it, it might be uh, just uh, too too involved of a search to uh, to search right now during a show. It'd just be long, horrible pauses. Yeah, I've received one or more personal messages. Well, I should expect, considering. <laughs> okay. Oh, somebody. Oh, okay. I remember what Okomi made for me. Okay, I'll have to get back to that one. Um, search. You said on uh, the arena it's ponies, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, ponies, yeah. It's it's the most retarded name ever. I'm fully aware. I just I totally couldn't think of anything when I first signed. I was like, yeah, I like ponies. Ponies are great. Yeah. Does it have any underscores or? Nope. All one word. back to that. If, oh, hey, look. My internet cut up. Okay. Princess of Darkness. Thank the member thread. Taking offers. Oh, oh someone's selling stuff. Believe me, she's not even worth all this time in searching. <laughs> Grab her ponies, yeah, Marie Antoinette. I think it may be probably in the archived older arena somewhere. It could very it well be because I can't remember if I posted it pre or post move when they they switched over to a new server or something. Yeah. 
I remember that. All of a sudden, I couldn't find anything anymore. It yeah, took me forever to pick system again. Well, I, I, I don't see it, but I'm sure it was a triumph at the time. It's uh, it's certainly a far, far cry from... Oh, there we go. I, I just found it. Uh, if if you go under my profile, show posts, uh, it's like the page seven, the thread is titled, uh, from the very first to the very recent, a then and now thread. And I think it's a thread I started. That's uh, There you have it. Uh, but seriously, this is too much dead air for uh, people listening. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I'm sure everybody loves to hear me struggle to figure out how to use the search function. <laughs> Aside from Pony Baby, who apparently didn't like it at all. <laughs> uh, do you have people uh, on a, messaging the show at the same time, or...? Um, I did not actually open the chat today because oh, I had mentioned um, and linked on our Facebook that the show was about to start, and that tends to bring out the crazies for some Ew. reason. So I did not open the chat so to, to discourage the crazies from attempting to say things. Dig ya. Well, for anyone who might possibly want to search it, the name I named her Windstar, two words. No uh, no underscore, just two separate words. And it is a neon a pink uh shady with white hair and uh yeah, I don't know, whimsical white sun with stones and whatever. Yeah, my job is done. Okay. Let me just get to... You said it was on the seventh page? Seventh page of my post history, yes. Yeah. Dear God, I can't believe I paid this much money for Comcast. And you know, Comcast can eat a D as far as I'm concerned. I cannot stand that company. We have had them up. We've had them out here several times, and our cable still doesn't work correctly. And every time they send one of their dumb subcontractors, they do the job wrong, even dangerously wrong. It's just, it's abysmal. I cannot wait till Verizon lays some cable out here. I'm switching so fast. Unfortunately, we don't have Verizon anymore. Now we have Frontier, and I've heard horror stories. (laughs) I have found her. You know, she's actually really cute. I will say she's really cute. Thank you. I mean, compared to Marie Antoinette, I can totally see, like... How how far you've come since like 
the first one. Yeah, it's been a long journey. But once, but, like I said, once, once I found the epoxy sculpt, the whole game changed. Oh. And your epoxy sculpt stuff is amazing. Thank you. If I didn't have I the do allergies. like the curls. I do oh, like the curls. You. And you if said I, you have an allergy to the yeah, epoxy if I sculpt? If I didn't have an allergy to it, I probably would not even be considering retiring for a second time. That is the biggest problem to my time issue with customizing is that I have a uh, a horrible skin allergy to the uh, any epoxy clay. It doesn't matter if it's Avis or Magic Sculpt. There's some component chemical in there that just makes my skin freak out. So you work on it a little bit, your skin breaks out, you let it go down again, and then you go back to it? Correct. I, I do have barrier creams, and I have... Uh, uh, a steroid cream for when the breakouts happens. It, it doesn't happen nearly as much as at YouTube. I've, I've gotten uh, better with avoiding it, but it, it still happens. You can't avoid uh, residues from the clays just getting all over your stuff and you come into contact with it later. It could be weeks later. But yeah, That's true. I have, <laughs> with any sort of crafting supply, whether it be paint, glitter, or epoxy, it seems like once it's there, it's there forever. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. There is, a, there is a spot on my desk that no matter how much I clean it, I've just learned to not touch it at all. But, you know, that just makes your work that much more impressive that you have an allergy to it and you come out with Marie Antoinette. That is just amazing. Well, thank you. Well, there's something to be said for perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perseverance is just stupidity. Well, you know, that's that's a little... They're both parts of each other, I, I, I guess we should say. Right. Oh, I hear a baby. Oh, that would be yeah, Tony, baby. Oh, She's going through a phase where if she can't see me for more than a couple of minutes, even if she can hear me and she knows that I'm there somewhere, <laughs> she cries and cries. Yeah. I don't think the bugs went through that. That little jerk, yeah, I don't think he ever did that. And he was just fine. Uh, well, I feel bad because, I mean, there's no reason she should be crying. She's with her dad. She's with daddy. Yeah, Kai was just fine with either one of us. In fact, I um, I, I don't know if your, your uh, listeners if care to hear about this, but I also don't care either, so I'm going to say it. Huh? Uh, I just weaned him not too long ago, and he's almost two. And it, it was surprisingly easy because I think we were both just naturally ready. But as soon as I stopped giving him the boob, he looked at me, tucked in bed, and just looked up and said, bye. <laughs> he said, you're oh, not going to no. give it. I have no use for you. So now Daddy tucks <laughs> him in. He does not care to have me in that room anymore. 
Oh, gracious, that's awful. <laughs> I know, I was kind of hurt. I was like, you're such a jerk. <laughs> well, but I mean, at least you guys were both ready at the same time. Yeah, it was it was shockingly yeah. easy. I thought it was going to be hellfire. But two nights and we were cool. Yeah, my Melody is... She's really very, she's a very smart baby, but she's also very emotionally needy. Like, uh, we tried to sleep train her, and that went horribly bad. <laughs> she started crying in her sleep, and she oh. stopped talking. <gasps> wow. She started talking to us again, like, last week. So... And, of course, the pediatrician was less than supportive. She's like, yeah, it takes a really strong person to sleep train a baby. Dang. Like, I gave birth to the baby without any drugs, okay? I'm plenty strong. Are you kidding? I had two contractions with begging for an epidural. (laughs) I was awful. Yep, seven hours of labor from the time the water broke. Oh, Jesus. No meds. No meds. I had to be induced, and all of a sudden, in the middle of everything, all progress stopped. I actually started to reverse, and they uh, then they took me into emergency C-section. So I got out pretty easy. Oh, yeah, they, they were talking about inducing me because I I ended up being 10 days late by their standards. Wow, um, that was a comfortable kid. And Oh, she crowned three times. <laughs> she did not want to come out. She did not want to come out. She was in the birth canal fighting me every step of the way. That's so messed up. It's hysterical, I'm sorry. Just like, no, Mom, no, no, no. <laughs> Like, you don't understand how warm it is in here, Ma. <laughs> yeah, but what she didn't know is my body was done. <laughs> it's like, nope. I, I didn't, I automatically started pushing. I, I didn't have to think about it. My body just was, like, pushing. And she, unfortunately, she pushed back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, but I, I shouldn't her laugh eventually. like this. I got her out eventually. <laughs> sure, I needed stitches and I hemorrhaged and needed a blood transfusion, but I got oh, her out. See, see, you're making me feel more like a jerk for laughing like this. <laughs> no, mm. no, no. It's... <sighs> I laugh about it. Why shouldn't everybody else? It is yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, it's such a horrible event for all parties present. If you don't laugh about it, you'll never do it again. <laughs> True, but yeah, she's a, but because I, like, it took so much out of me, like, getting her out, and my recovery time took forever, like, I may as well have had the C-section for as long as my recovery time took, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she was at one point really attached to my husband, because I just fed her, Oh. and then when she was done eating, he took her and I slept, and that's what we did for six weeks. Um, 
but now, because he's gone back to work, and I am now primary caregiver, as well as primary food source. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm a she's fan. gotten really attached to me. And she really, she wants to walk, but she doesn't want to crawl. And if she can't walk, she wants to be carried. Yeah, we're we're kind like, of slowing down on the carrying because my back can't take it anymore. Well, my back can't really take it very well either, but, I mean, at least she's only 50, about 15 pounds at the moment. But, oh. yeah, she just... Eventually, she'll feel like she's made of dark matter. <laughs> <laughs> A dark matter baby. Yes. It's unbelievable, the, just the dead weight these things are. <laughs> yeah, it just she either wants to be completely independent or completely dependent. Mm-hmm. She's not into the middle phases at all. She hates that. Whereas my son is absolutely refusing um, talking. He's almost two and he's he only says about four or five words. He's just refusing. But we know he understands everything. I can tell him to go to the fridge and get me get something out for me, and he'll do it. We know he understands. He's just refusing to speak. Well, you know, supposedly, I don't remember if it was Einstein or Mark Twain. It was one of the two. They were both incredibly sarcastic people um, <laughs> with weird hair. But one of them didn't speak till he was five. And the first word she said was, the milk's gone bad. <laughs> Might have been That Twain. sounds like Mark Twain. <laughs> and his mother asked him, was excited and asked him why he hadn't spoken before. And supposedly his response to her was, well, up until now everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably Mark Twain. Probably. So maybe maybe he's just brilliant and everything's fine. That's my hope. I, he's 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 gonna he's got a lot to, to make up for. I and I completely intend to live vicariously all my dreams through him. So he's he's going to be enslaved, taught to draw, paint and do everything I fail to do. Because <laughs> if you don't have children to live your dreams through, the only other good use for them is to ensure that they take care of you in old age. People do that in America anymore? I don't even know. No, I have I, said this before. All I ask is that you become Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. I really... That's all I ask. (laughs) You know, she doesn't have to invent the teleporter. You know. It's just a little bit. She doesn't have to learn quantum physics. Just get her shirt on all school now, huh? Yeah, just ensure liberty and justice for all. That's all I want. 
And for her to quit crying for no reason, that that would be a good step in the right direction. <laughs> All right. Well, I should probably get back to asking you uh, important customizer questions. Yeah, I'm sure people are so, um, annoyed. <laughs> I I I I have never heard anybody be annoyed with our our our, our uh, customizer interviews. Everybody seems to really enjoy them. So. Oh, okay. And if they are annoyed, they're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> we have a standard of bunny trails to upkeep on this show. Thank you. So, um, I'd ask you how your practice has changed over time, but we did see that one <clears throat> then and now picture. For all those who are listening, the actual address for that is mlparena.com slash index.php slash topic comma 306819.msg370858.html pound or number sign msg 3708 Five eight. I know I'm not repeating that, so I hope you all wrote that down. I was just about to say, that address again later. is. <laughs> um, so I suppose I will ask, this is our, like, I guess our big controversial question. Do oh. you think there should be a book about pony customizing? Now, I do not in any way understand how that could be controversial. To me, the answer seems incredibly easy. I would say yes, but I I would I would demand that the book be so uh be extremely particular in in its production. Because uh, there's there's such a huge problem with uh how to uh how to books or step-by-step books or this particular do this particular thing DIY books what have you anything of the, the the group and I I would demand that any customizing book have extremely thorough instructions but more so more than anything pictures live pictures not vector trace drawings not uh, not funny little caricatures or comic style drawings I would demand actual photos with a decent macro lens for one, decent lighting, and only only the only reason is for people like me, someone who has such a an incredibly difficult time reading because i am I am dyslexic, so reading for me is immensely difficult uh, my comprehension skills are. They're fine enough that I can get by easily. It's it's not an issue. It's just uh, you know words move all around the page. Letters continually switch. Uh, my eye will travel down the page. So I start on one sentence, and when I hit the end of it, I'm at the very bottom of the page because my eyes just drifted down trying to follow the the horizontal line of the sentence. It's it's extremely difficult for me. So I I would demand that there be many many pictures. Um, just so that someone could pick up the book, 
look at the pictures and get an idea of what they need to do. If they can garnish at least 60% of the information they need, uh, no, I'm going to say 70% of the information they need from the pictures alone, that is a very good book. And from there they can go in and, and dis- decide if they really need to read the page or not. Well, you know, that is a good point because sometimes people try to explain things and it makes sense to them. Uh-huh. But the other person hearing it or reading it is just left going, what? Right, right. You know, people, they, they forget that not everybody knows the terms. Not everybody is familiar right off the bat with the tools. But at the same time, you have to find you have to find a balance. You know, there's a big difference between a beginner book and a an intermediate book or a pro level book. A huge difference between all of them. Yeah, we have had we've had different um, schools of thought on this question, which is what makes it a little controversial. We've had people say no, there. It should absolutely not be a book because, you know, people need to, you know, figure this out, you know, by just going to the tutorials online. We've had people be like, there should absolutely be a book who has time to look for the tutorials online. Yeah, exactly. Why, yeah. Why shouldn't there be a book? Why, Why should you spend all that time combing through threads, looking for tutorials, and then, even then you have to comb through different tutorials because, again, everybody makes different grade level, different quality tutorials. You know, some people make tutorials just for beginners. Some make them knowing, expecting you to know a lot of stuff beforehand. So why should you have to wait through that when you can have this tangible thing on your shelf that you can pull out, set open, and look back and forth through without having to click around and scroll, scroll, scroll? And, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that is that, that is a good point. It would be an invaluable tool, especially if it was one, like maybe a book that showed, like, the basics mm-hmm. for, like, someone who's just getting started. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I always love the feel of a book, and I love that, for one, it's not shining light into my retinas for hours on end. You know, my eyes are slowly dying. <laughs> I uh, I hear you. Although in in my case, it's uh, it's my reading vision that's slowly dying. My near vision. My distance vision is growing ever sharper. I'll be a sniper in no time. Oh, for me, it's it's all going downhill. Every last bit of it. I'm I'm 30, <laughs> but it's it's a uh, it's getting worse and worse steadily. I don't drive at night anymore. Ah. Uh. Well, do you have like a dream art project that you'd like to work on that that you have in your mind but you put on a shelf because you just haven't ha- had the time to do it or there's still something you need to figure out how to do on it? You're asking what that project would be? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, well, uh, keeping with theme pony-wise, that would be to customize the um, 
the Pony Project pony I have, that big, I think it's like, what, 13 inches or something? The, the large blank pony. Yeah. I scored one of those, and I that would be my end all to customize that thing. But uh, much like the reason that keeps me from getting a tattoo is I cannot decide on a final design. You know, something I would like to see that pony made into for the rest of its its little vinyl life. I can't decide on what that design would ever be. Yeah, that's, yeah because... I have a... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was about to say, because you're really not going to get another chance to find another one of those big ones, so... Yeah, not without another, not without like three to five hundred dollars. No. Yeah. <laughs> and the one I got, I I somehow managed to get it a, a good steal. I will not mention how much I paid because my husband would still kill me. But um, <laughs> it's you know certainly not the price I just listed. But uh, part of me also almost likes the blankness of it. It may never touch it because I do like to just turn around and just see that thing sitting there completely fresh, new, virginal, untouched, unaltered. Still in its plastic wrap, too. Oh, That's true. There cool. Is something, there is something rather inspiring. Just to have, like, one blank sort of canvas. Yeah. I can turn around and envision whatever I want on it, and it, I, can, I can change it a million times over. But once I, I put clay to it, that's it. It's, it is cemented forever as that one particular thing. It can no longer be anything else unless I destroy it and rebuild it, which I ain't got the time for. So you'll probably just leave it as Schrodinger's cat? As what? It'd be Schrodinger's pony where it, it's in two states of being at the same time? Likely, unless... <laughs> If I were to get a, a second one, then I would certainly customize one of them and leave leave the other as uh, some, you know, Olympic statue. Yes. <laughs> but outside of Pony-wise, um, <laughs> my dream project would be to, to actually get over uh, my artistic fears and put brush to canvas and create any, any, of the the many paintings I've been I've been planning for years, but have been just too fearful of my own skill level to attempt. Oh no! <laughs> Pony baby thinks you should try. It makes her sad that you're so that you're so fearful. <laughs> and you know that's it's it's been a. Particularly, actually, in the last couple nights, I've had a a very nasty conflict going on where, uh, it, like, every once in a while, everyone of, of any kind of artistic ilk or, or creative wanting will, will go through a little depression. And I, I recently had one, uh, been going through one myself, where I'm questioning, is is it worth it whatsoever, you know, if I can't, if I can't make money or a living off my work, the only other thing to to do would be to um, to become known to to 
become a name, but at the same time, you know, if you got to if if you have to do that, you've you've kind of got to pander to the masses, and that can get boring rather quickly. So, you know, what do you do? What does art become for someone who is stuck, who doesn't know if it's at all worth it anymore? Well, just remind yourself that Van Gogh in his lifetime was vastly underappreciated. Yeah, he and only went sold one painting. Yeah, went through the same things, and he is now one of the most well-known, most sought-after artists. Mm-hmm. People look to his work for inspiration for any number of things, not to mention everything that's been reproduced on T-shirts and mugs and watercolor, you know, paint-by-numbers. And mm-hmm. yeah, but the and so the poor man. I think only... that I think that that you just just do it because. You want you want to get this idea out and and just come what may, just do it mm-hmm. for you. Oh, believe me, that's that's an active thought as well. You know, the one of the descriptions of an artist is is uh, not necessarily someone who creates, but someone who is obsessed. If you're not sure whether to call yourself an artist or not, if you think of art all the time, you think of making art, but you can't you're too afraid to to sit down and create it or you're not producing the very fact that you're con- you're consumed by the very thought of it that is is enough to label you an artist in some cases <laughs> but yeah these these uh, uh believe me now that i i'm going through the depression i'm going through the fears once you know what your fault what your your problems are once you identify them, then you can work on them. So I'm I'm in the process of reevaluating what I value in my own work and, and how can I make it, how can I push it forward? How can I get over this hump of feeling that it's it's not worth producing or putting out? Because, you know, I'm, I'm either afraid that I don't have enough skill or I'm not, I'm not getting it across the way I want. I, these, these are all things that I've been churning for quite a while, and I'm, I'm trying to to redesign what it is for me to uh to make my work and you know what what is what is my work and how can I make it more my work you know not not necessarily how can I make something original that uh there's nothing's original anymore nobody has an original thought it's it's impossible cuz it's 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 all been done before so it's just a matter of how can you take what's been done before and just identify it as your own. And I'm in the process of what, how can I make my art, my work, say what I want to say with my limited uh, funds, supplies, and capabilities. Well, I wouldn't you know, consider your capabilities. Back and producing again. I wouldn't call your, your capabilities limited. To me, they seem extensive, but well, there's but that is just my humble. <laughs> well, every every artist thinks that their capabilities are limited because they know that's true. Uh, if especially if they're they're 
a knowledgeable artist, they know that there's someone who's better. There's always someone better, or there's there's someone they're aspiring to that they just they they can't quite get the knack of something of this or that. You know, in in my case, I feel that uh, my work is way too flat and too uh it's it's not yeah it's just not dimensional enough and it's not carrying the uh what I want to communicate and sometimes I don't even know what I want to communicate but recently I've uh also I'm stuck in a um in a comfort zone of unicorns and I'm somewhat uh embarrassed by that because there is a stigma to unicorns, the unicorn lady, you know. Now they they just went through a revival, but an ironic revival. So now they're more they're going to they're going to be more of a joke now. Or they are more of a joke, you know. How many people post pictures on their DA account of unicorns farting rainbows and like her 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 I'm hipster, her her her. You know, <laughs> oh, choke on yeah. sand, but, would you? But I mean, well know. like I have been the unicorn girl since 1983. No, 1982. When I was two, I saw The Last Unicorn. Um, and I have been the unicorn girl ever since. Inescapably. I thought it would go away as I got older. Like yeah, people would stop calling me that. Yeah. No. No, no, no they, no. they still call me that. It did. It did go away for me for a, a hot moment, like maybe a day. And then it, it came right back stronger than ever. And like I said, I admittedly so. I, I uh, was am slightly embarrassed by it because it does have this stigma. It's not taken seriously. Uh, but I, it's becoming this something to explore. I've been asking myself a lot, why do I love unicorns so, so much? Why will they not go away? Why do they make me infinitely happy to continually draw over and over and I never get tired of them? Why is this something that just keeps coming back? What does, what is, what is the unicorn trying to say? What is what is it trying? You know, you know, go get your granola for this. But what is what is it trying to make me say? What does it need to have said that I have to keep drawing it over and over obsessively? Is it is it a muse? Is it a totem? What is it trying to get across into the physical world that it can't get on its own? So that it's using people like us who absolutely adore it. And the way I'm phrasing this makes it sound like I believe that they are absolutely real. And I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I don't. It doesn't matter if they're real or not. What matters is that this is now something that I can ride the inertia of into making more work. Well, I I don't know. As, as a unicorn lady myself, I, I have to say that, I mean... I just think, like, every person out there has a subject of some kind that calls to them. You know, right. we, we've, we've all met the people who identify with wolves and yeah. who think of themselves as the lone wolf. And there's a sort of stigma to that, too, because, I mean, there... Three wolf moves, so, what, what? I mean... You, you walk down the street and you can you can identify them from like a distance mm-hmm. because they carry themselves a certain way and they, and they they have certain you know accessories with them and um, they like to think of themselves as you know the 
the, the, the loner, the, the wanderer to a certain degree. There's that stigma with it, even if that's not actually how they view themselves at all. That's mm-hmm. how they're painted. That's the stigma that comes with the I like wolves thing. <laughs> yeah. And there's people who are into dragons, and people assume that they must be like, you know, dungeon masters and, you know, role players. That's, you know... Lord of the Rings nerds and thing that you can be interested in has a stigma because we live in the age of communication. So anything remotely insulting or humorous, particularly if lowbrow, gets around like wildfire. Flank, flank. (laughs) Make the baby a bottle. Baby. <laughs> Husband pony, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so I would, I wouldn't worry about the stigma that comes with being the unicorn lady. There's always going to be, no matter what you're interested in, there's always going to be someone that makes fun of it, that doesn't understand it, I have had people who get, like, blind-faced drunk every night make fun of me for doing custom ponies because it's okay to get blind-faced drunk as an adult in their mind, but it is Mm -hmm. not okay to sit down at your desk and get out paints and sculpting material and sculpt uh, a unicorn because unicorns are for babies. You know, in my opinion, it's better to sit down and make a unicorn than to get blind face drunk and, you know, smash your car into the telephone pole. (laughs) But that's just, I mean, I've literally had had coworkers, like, on their off time, grill me about how dare I do custom pony work. Really? Now, I've not experienced that, thankfully, mainly because I've, so my last job, I I was surrounded by other artists, and they, they thought it was just cool beans, if, as it were, as one Well, said. I mean, I did have a few people that, that thought it was interesting, but I, there were also people, you know, at that workplace that were literally going, why can't you just be like a normal person and go to a bar and get drunk? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I decided that somewhere along the line that making an ass of myself being drunk didn't sound appealing. I would have asked them, what's wrong in your life that you find going to a bar and getting drunk normal? Yeah, so, yeah. I I now embrace the stigma. Anytime anybody tries to insinuate that I'm being ridiculous because I'm into something that isn't real, I demand that they prove that there have never been unicorns. And when they fail to do so, I just shake my head and walk away. Because you can't prove a negative, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I know that um, my being fearful of the stigma is completely, uh, it's its not, it shouldn't be given any time of day, but it is it is something I am stuck on uh, also to also because um i don't want it to 
I I need to kind of I need to figure out why I have this obsession so that I can get past it and not have every piece I do be about a unicorn. But until until I can figure out what this obsession is, I just have to keep trying at it. And then it, you know, until I figure it out and then I can move on to other topics, other subjects and grow even further. It's it's all it's mainly about learning about myself. Well, then I say go for it, and I look forward to seeing your unicorn work. If they, it has always brought me joy so far. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Summer, do you have any questions or anything that you'd like to, to pose? Um... Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, you had mentioned something about how your you uh, before how you had streamlined a lot of your customizing process um, just to make up for the, the little bit of time that you have now. Mm-hmm. What do you do uh, to streamline a lot of your work? And like, do, do you have like a specific place that you organize your tools? And sorry, was that your, um, your stuff, or do you have a specific place that you organize your tools and a lot of your stuff uh, before you start working on anything, whether it's a custom pony or um, one of your other art projects? I do have my own office within my home, so that there is a space that once I cross the threshold of that door, I'm in work mode because that's where I work. I don't step foot in that office unless I'm going to work, and once I'm there, I work. Sure, I'll take a couple minutes here or there to look at something else on the internet to just you know mess around because sometimes you just need to look at something else for a, a split second, let your eyes rest or, or mull over a problem. But uh, yeah, I have my office, and when I'm ready to go, that's where I go to work. So I'm already in the frame of mind as soon as I walk in. But uh, really, the only way you can streamline a process is. Uh, to learn about it the the main problems people run into that that eat up your time is just figuring out how to do something like uh, like working on a computer especially working in photoshop or illustrator 60% of the time spent on those programs is simply time spent trying to figure out how to make the program do what you want and then the rest of the time you're actually progressively working the, the there thanks to uh every custom that came before the current one I learned something that made that made it easier to do the next time you know like um now with clothing I know how to I can I can drape it so much faster than I used to I I know how to work with progressively thinner and thinner sheets because I know how the clay reacts I know how it reacts to the temperature in the room. I know how it reacts to the temperature of my hands. And I know how it will react given certain pinches and certain ways I lay it as I'm draping a gown. All that knowledge and internalizing it has helped made me faster at it. You know, I, I, don't, I don't waste as much clay as I used to. Well, that's awesome, and, and you know, 
it, it must be really nice to have like a space where like you enter it and you're like, I have gone to work. And the people in your household know that when you are there, you have gone to work. Uh, oh, it's, it's absolutely integral. You have to have a space that will switch over your mind. Just like your bedroom is where you sleep. So you know that once when the sun goes down and you go in there and you lay down in bed, you know you're going right to sleep because that is the spot you sleep in. Just like you know the kitchen is where you're going to make your food. My office is where I'm going to work. Well, that is, that is, I will put that down on my, let's try to get in the next place. <laughs> I had an office. Now it's a nursery. <laughs> yeah, my husband lost his uh, his office uh, just shortly after we moved here, like uh, a couple weeks. He had his office all set up, and then we found out we were pregnant. His office was gone. <laughs> How how did your husband take to being a dad for the first time? Was it an easy transition for him or Oh, he um well, I'll just come out and say it. He wanted it more than I did. I have I've always been terrified of children and babies my entire life. I I was the kind of person that I felt that if you handed me a baby, it was going to break in my arms. It was just going to shatter. I was absolutely terrified of them. Plus, I, I have, uh, thanks to the screaming child in the grocery store or the screaming brat demanding a toy he clearly doesn't deserve, I loathe children when I'm out in the wild. So I, I that was the last thing I wanted, but I knew at the same time that if I didn't do it, I would grow into an old lady who would forever regret it. So really, it was... It was more of a an extremely uh, selfish, selfish decision, you know. When when we decided to to try for a child, and my husband, he he he's ready. He wants as many as my body can produce before I break. <laughs> and you know, it it helps that I'm Hispanic, so maybe I can make a good number. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but you know, now that I have him, I'm I'm loving it. Nobody ever has ever said in my life of speaking to people with children, no one has ever said how hysterical babies are. It's true. They they make the funniest facial expressions and get a kick out of the weirdest things. They yeah, they are the funniest little creatures like i we watch our our little boy and and sometimes we you know he's just acting such a spaz that we we decide that it's time to look for his receipt that he has to be returned because clearly he's broken (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's it's way past the return policy date and we don't know where the receipt is yeah Uh I got mechanical breakdown coverage for mine. Oh, good for you. That's <laughs> smart. 
I'm going to have to look into this coverage. I just to file a claim for my mechanical bait breakdown coverage. <laughs> and, hey, if you can get warranty on dogs from a pet shop, then why can't you get one on your kid? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You can't tell it right now, but Pony Baby's actually hanging out with me right now. Aw. That's why she's all quiet and stuff. <laughs> no choice. She wins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have this terrible fear that I'm going to let her turn into Angelica from Rugrats. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about... About my love, about Kai turning into a douche bro. Well, I saw a great idea actually on. Uh, I don't know if you've ever sh- seen the show The New Girl with Zoe Deschanel. I know of the show. I might have seen an episode, but it's it's not something I tune into. Uh, I I watched the pilot episode because it's on Netflix now. Okay. And uh, they. The house, the house where she lived and where she moved into, there's three guys and her, and they have a mm-hmm. douchebag jar. Where any time you say or do anything that makes you a douchebag, you have to put a dollar in the douchebag jar. Oh, I see. I like I think that idea. Yeah, and I wish we would have had that when we had a roommate. Huh. Oh. Our roommate yes, that was actually idea pretty been... good, but... Some, that idea would have been useful for me a couple years ago, too. <laughs> yeah, the, overall, the roommate wasn't that bad, but I'm not, I can't really say the same for his choice of love interests. Mm. You can be a girl and be a douchebag. Absolutely. So, um... Excluding, like, just, you know, lack of experience the first time you do something, what is the pony that's given you the most trouble in, in all the ponies you've tried to customize? Hmm, give me a second. You know, while, while you might think it was the Black Dahlia trying to sculpt the innards, it's such a tight, awkward space, uh, that was surprisingly easy, but the latest one, um, which I, I forgot to name in the thread, uh, I call I've been calling her Twisted Red. It was a little Red Riding Hood pony I just finished. She, I almost refunded her price because I I don't know I don't know what had changed. I I don't know if I did poor planning or what have you, but I had such an incredibly difficult time. Uh, painting her that I actually I had to walk away for like a for I believe a solid week if not a little more because I was so frustrated with her I had I'd made way too many tiny crevices to get around and uh, her body picked up way too much too much residue that would that had dried and needed to be scraped away and I couldn't get the exacto blade in to certain areas and I, I wasn't able to make an accessory I had planned for her because I'd forgotten about it during the the start 
of uh, building up her costume so there was no room to place it on her, which I'm extremely glad that Princess of Darkness said nothing about. So she has certainly been the uh, biggest headache. It was yeah. It was mainly trying to get in all the teeny tiny crevices. I I think I ruined two brushes just you know loading it up with paint and cramming it up into the tail trying to get the back of every curl. Because <laughs> I I do I do subscribe to um to one rule of thought that uh, I believe oh, oh pop girl yeah I believe she said it in one of her threads uh, talking she was talking about airbrushing, and she said that if you can see it, you can paint it. And I fully agree to that. If you can see it, you can get a brush in there, you can spray it, you can paint it. Maybe not easily, but you can do it. And it wasn't easy. Yeah, the... The only time I ever really get frustrated with painting is when I seem to be working with a primary color. Don't ask me what it is about the primary colors, but I despise them. Now, how do you mean? It seems like, like it takes red, yellow, and blue that never want to cover anything. Yeah, it takes way more coats of a primary color, red, yellow, blue. I see what you're saying. Than like of green or orange or purple. Now, you might want to use acrylics, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. And, like, what, craft brand acrylics in the little one-ounce bottles? Um, I was using AA acrylics, but I've decided I don't like them. So, generally, I use folk art, but I'm slowly switching over to um, the acrylics. The acrylics that you use for painting, like the little role-playing figures. I've not used Can't any. Like, I've not used any, like, like for what painting warhammers and stuff. Because I thought I thought the majority of those paints were enamel-based, like testers. I assumed I've never no. painted any of those little figures. No, no, it's it's all acrylic. Although I have used testers, I made a really neat one out of. Testers because testers doesn't act the way acrylic does because it's enamel based. So I was able right. to really awesome effects. Yeah, but you'll get a crazy <laughs> headache too. Oh well, yeah, but <laughs> after you uh, get used to those brain cells not being there anymore, you don't really miss them. <laughs> yeah, my my vocabulary has gone so far into the dumps. I've I'm not worried about it anymore. <laughs> I'll inhale any toxin at this point. Yeah, but, I um, had an art teacher who once said, if this is how smart I am now, imagine how smart I could have been before I locked myself in a room with a bunch of paint. And that is the God-honest truth. <laughs> <laughs> but as as far as the acrylics, if, um, well, I, I use such a, a random array of acrylics because it's, to be honest, it's whatever's on sale. I'm so dirt poor. Whatever's on sale, that's what I get. But generally, if you check your bottles, check your tubes, I think even you know the the even the artists in acrylics, there are two types of manufacturing uh, process: one for glazing tones, glazing colors, and then your opaque cover colors. 
generally, if you have a yellow that is not covering, no matter how many layers you're putting on, you can you can still see through, straight through. Check it and make sure it's not a glazing formula. Generally, this will you'll this is not this is uh, identified by means of a tiny symbol, a triangle, a circle, a square, something. If it is a solid black symbol, I believe, then it is an opaque color. It has a higher chroma count or pigment count or the dust used to make the color. It has a higher count, so it's it's thicker, it's more opaque. If it is half white, half black, then it can go either way. You can thin it out and use it for a great glaze, or you can... Eh, Take a few more layers and it can become opaque. If it is all white it, or a empty symbol, then it is a glazing medium, or not medium, but formula, where it's extremely thin, it has a low pigment content, and it is meant for glazing uh, techniques. So you want it to be transparent because that's, that's what glazing is. It's a transparent color layered over one another. So that might gotcha. be one thing you want to check. I will check that from now because I did not know that. Yes, exactly. Once I, I found that out, first I raged, and then it made my life a little easier. Yeah, I went to uh, to public school, and they were dirt poor also, so we just got, like, the cheapest, like, craft acrylics that the school could find. I have right. no idea what they I think we got the little tempera cakes that that wouldn't water down for the life of of you. <laughs> yeah, the, I, the I honestly, little blocks of paint that you. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 all I can remember is that they came in these big jars, and you had about five minutes of working time before they turn into like a layer of plastic that you can never remove. Ooh. They were so goopy. Yeah, I don't think we even got that. We had the hard little cakes that wouldn't activate even if you soaked it overnight in water. They were awful. I think we had the same things at my, um, um, at one of the public schools that I went to, they were they were more useful if you just picked the little paint cake up and scribbled with it like a piece of chalk. Yeah, yeah, you're but, right. Now I want to get one of those little cakes and see if I can cut it and sharpen it and see if I can use it like a piece of chalk. Probably could, really. Yep, the, uh, yeah, so I didn't know that I will check my, my tubes and bottles and such. Hmm. And sometimes it'll even say. say, it'll sometimes right on the bottle even say transparent or opaque or semi-transparent, semi-opaque. I will have to look and make an inventory. I've been meaning to redo my my section of, I've squeezed what used to be my office into a little tiny corner. It's a mess right now. 
Well, what um, time is it? How much time do we have left? We have about ten minutes of show left. Yeah, come so, on. I did all uh, my homework. You sent me. You sent me those those pre questions. I did my homework. Hit me with something. <laughs> all right. Um, what is uh, what is the best piece of advice you've been given? There is, oh gosh, I've got more than 10 minutes worth of comment on that. Best piece of advice I've got, let's see, I've got three, I'll say. Uh, Number one, stop caring. uh, The more you care, the more more you're emotionally invested in a piece the more you're going to try and make it perfect and you're going to try and control every little aspect of it. And the more you control something, the more it's going to fight back. So everyone who's on the forums uh, complaining, lamenting that they're having such a hard time with draping their clay to make clothing, don't control it at all. Stop caring about what happens. Just let it happen. Let it do what it's going to do and It'll likely turn out better because it'll it'll turn into something you didn't expect. And uh, number two, posture. Learn to uh, learn to work with a good posture because I'm I'm sitting here now, telling you, as a thirty-something-year-old person with arthritis in her spine, neck, and hands. Force good posture on yourself, because in just 30 <clears throat> years, I hunched over a desk drawing GD unicorns all day. I have messed up my back irreversibly, because I was hunched over all the time. Two of my vertebrae have fused together, so I'm not as flexible as I could be, and I have uh, almost constant pain, or sciatic pain if my discs become compressed. And my neck is on its way to doing the same thing because I'm constantly sitting with my head forward, staring at my screen, and my hands, my right hand, don't grip your brushes, pencils, and pens. Your knuckles will deteriorate. You, Someone should be able to walk by you at any time and easily remove whatever you're using straight out of your fingers. You'll save your joints. So practice good posture. And number three, and this might be a little controversial, copy. Copy, 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 copy everything. Trace the S out of it if you have to. Copy like a mad person. Now, the difference between copying and stealing or copying to learn or copying to steal and be a gentle jerk is uh, the person that copies something and completely says it's theirs and have not added something to it, brought something to the table, elaborated on it, or changed it. That's the person that stole. But the person that takes something and turns it into their own piece, uses it uh, in a way that it isn't presented as, that it isn't uh, presently viewed as, that's someone who who used it, who uses inspiration, reference is what we like to call it if we don't want to call ourselves all-out copiers, but we're copiers. 
I, I learned, uh, I started to draw the human figure by copying comic books, and I learned a lot. I internalized a lot. I copied a couple figures here and there, and later I could turn to a fresh sheet of paper, and I could draw a lot better than I had before because it had internalized. It had turned into muscle memory and hand-eye memory. I could translate what was in my head onto the paper because I had already drawn it before thanks to copying it. So just just make sure that you you turn it into something else. That's true. I, I do have a custom pony that I I bought. It's made by Lunar Rock, and um, it belonged to someone else who had to sell it. And it's this great piece with this fantastic clothing. And I've used it as a reference for doing a an entirely different piece with an entirely different style of clothing. Mm-hmm. But it gave me a general idea of how the clay yeah. needed to sit on the pony. Exactly. You took what you saw and you used it. I, I used to be really protective. Just within the last couple of years has this attitude changed, but I used to be extremely protective, and I hated when I, I saw someone attempting to copy me, and I would sit there in just fuming silence. But now I would prefer it. Please. Copy. I'm not saying that, you know, copy is the best form of, of, uh, of, uh, what's the word? See, my vocabulary is trash. Yes, copy is the best form of flattery. No, whatever, throw that out the window, that's stupid. No, just copy me because I want you to learn from me. In fact, you know what, ask me a question. I don't, anybody can come ask me anything, and I will try my best, if I got the time, to help you. I'm, I'm coming around to someone who, I don't want to be the secretive artist. I don't want to be the hoarder of my techniques. I want to help people learn something because the more you can explain something, it just reinforces how good you know it yourself. And you'll you'll learn something too. If you can teach someone something, then you know what you're teaching all the more and you'll you'll even you'll learn a little more about it. That is a really wonderful perspective. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. That is a very good piece of advice. In fact, um, one eventually in the coming months, I intend to start a blog in which I will have that 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 very uh, um, theory and format. That'll be kind of what I do, where I will explain what I did and what I learned upon each piece, and I want people to learn as I'm learning. So, you know, once I once I announce it, I'd like for a lot of people to come on board and learn with me. You can teach me something too. Awesome. Yeah, let well when when you get that started, send us a link and send me a link and I will I will follow your your blog and add where I can. <laughs> sure thing. Maybe uh hey, if you guys ever do update stories too. That's true. We have had we have had a few people as uh, returning customizers. I'm always open to it. Awesome. And uh, it is just a few days till Halloween, so just a random question for the month of October. 
What is your favorite pony villain? Pony villain, as in uh, Fim? Any generation of villain. Well, unfortunately... From the newest ones. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be Fim because I don't quite remember the old ones. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. I remember I had a... uh, I had a... um, yeah, I had a girl crush on that, uh, on the uh, first generation TV show. I want to say her name was Katarina, but that just could be a phantom memory of a generic cat girl name. No, that is Katarina. Okay, yeah, I I thought her design was the coolest S ever because I'd never seen anything like it at the time, and I rented that tape uh, so many times I, I could have bought it because I just wanted to see that character's design over and over and over. Plus, it was a pretty banging song she sang. So I would have to say her. Awesome. Yeah, I really like her, too. And not just because she's voiced by Tammy Grimes. I thought she was a really interesting character. Yes, she was awesome. Well, we have about a minute left of uh, the show, maybe a minute and a half. <laughs> well, uh, let me see. Let me let me say one more thing uh, to aspiring artistics. Okay. Um, don't ever think that there's an easy way to do something. You do have to take the long, arduous way. You have to you have to start with your basics. If you're learning to draw, learn your foundations. Uh, copying does help. Try it. You'll be astonished. But you have to learn your foundation principles, and once you've learned them, you have to relearn them. They never stop. If you stop drawing for a month and you return to it, you're going to be rusty and you're going to suck. Your hand is going to be stiff and it's not going to come out right. You have to keep drawing. You have to keep scribbling and sketching and you have to keep learning your anatomy, your proportions, your colors. I I just recently broke out of the, the bright colors palette. I always use nothing but brights. Now I'm learning that Truly bright colors don't exist, and everything is grayed down even a a little bit. And even a little grayed down can still appear bright and colorful. Gotcha. Well, that is some wonderful advice, and we would love to have you back on the show again. Um, I'm going to play our our quick goodbye here for our pony audience. Um I can see my screen. There it is. This is Kimonos, and you have listened to Bunny Talk. See you next week. Bye bye. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and being with us today, and we hope to have you back again soon. Sure thing. I hope to have a lot more accomplished by then. Give me a couple years. <laughs> you think I'm playing? Well, 
you know, uh, sometimes that time goes by quicker than it sounds. Oh, especially with a kid, my God. <laughs> so, yes, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, we uh, we look forward to having you on again, and you've given us so much good advice. And, of course, you can find me on uh, following your page on DeviantArt. Awesome. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I enjoyed it immensely. And we enjoyed having you here. Thank you. Oh, yes, very much. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't have much to say, but I mostly just wanted to listen. <laughs> hey, there's always a next go-around. Yes. Yes, Summer, the next time um, you you lead the interview and I will and I will sit and, and quietly listen and absorb <laughs> okay. At least I'll try. <laughs> All right. So pony night night? Yep. Good night, ladies. Night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>